Shut up and sit down. Is but did you know polluted. that our water is highly, highly polluted? Eight million tons of plastic heading towards the ocean every single year. This is everybody's problem. We need to move faster and we need to move further because the leaders can then become the activists. Okay, with the planet calls, how can we turn this around? How can we find solutions? Join the Planet Calls weekly podcast sessions where co-founders Leslie and Amor discuss topical issues around sustainability and how we can rebuild a more sustainable world. Our guest today is Natasha Koyman from Smark Markers in the Netherlands, and we're talking about a healthy and sustainable food environment. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much. Natasha, can you tell us a bit about Smark Makers and what exactly your company does? Yes, of course. Um, very happy to be uh, in this podcast with you. And um, I'm delighted to tell something about Smark Makers. Um, we work on a more sustainable food environment. And I can explain that later on. Um, and that is uh, because uh, we see that a, a system change is needed. Um, if you look at the current uh, food system, then um, it is obviously that we're going um, in the wrong direction um, and that we need serious change in the way we produce and the way we consume. And we are trying to uh, weigh to that by uh, looking for the changes that we can actually do as individuals or as companies or as municipalities. Uh, in changing the way we eat. Uh, so Smart Makers actually helps uh, caterers and restaurants um, and every company that has ca catering or hospital or uh, whatever it might be to um, come to a more sustainable and more healthy offering of the food and drinks so that we actually make it possible for people to really choose uh, differently. Um, and that has existed a bit from the uh, insight uh, that we have from a communication background that we can tell consumers that they should eat different um, and that they uh, uh, should change their be behavior. But of course, um, it is proved in, in many scientific researches that um, telling people that they should change or telling that they're doing something wrong or the, uh, all the disadvantages of the current behavior doesn't necessarily add up to a behavioral change at the consumers. And um, what does work is if we uh, change the um, direct uh, environment of the uh, consumers so that the healthy and sustainable choice in this case is the easiest choice. So that is what we work on together with mainly um, caterers um, and uh, restaurants um, and we do that by um, uh, advice sometimes that's a whole trajectory in which we really uh, turn around the whole concept of the of the catering in, in for example a company um, but we also try to help uh, the people working at the caterers so actually in the canteens to help them to become more aware of why we are going to this 
different situation to this more sustainable and healthy way of producing and um, offering. Um, so that is a lot of awareness raising and we have different workshops and trainings for that. Um, uh, but also, of course, it comes to knowledge. So how can the people in the kitchen actually make different things uh, and what is needed uh, towards the guests in the restaurants and in the uh, canteens um, to help them uh, understand why we make certain changes. So there is the aspect of awareness raising, there is an aspect of knowledge, um, there is an aspect of communication and there is an aspect of um, uh, general advice towards the different players in, the, uh, in this whole chain. That's very interesting. Now, Natasha, this might sound like a very obvious question, but why do we need a system change? Um, well, yeah, no, I think that's a good question because, of course, I'm in this every day. And uh, for me, that is a given fact. <laughs> um, but if we look at the, at the current uh, food system, then actually what, what um, is the case at this moment is that if you just take a quick look then you could be very happy because we see that we have um, for example in Holland but in a lot of Western countries we have everything that we want to eat at every moment um, in every uh, situation uh, so we have supermarkets and and all kind of shops that are full of all kind of um, uh, products and we don't even need to worry about uh, can we eat? It's just what do we want to eat? That's our biggest stress in a way. So that that is very positive because it was not always like that. There was a time that we needed a lot of time and money and luck to have um, dinner every day. So in that sense, it's a, it's a very uh, positive situation. But if you look a little um, harder, a little deeper, then you see that at this moment, the costs of this um, uh, way that we produce and consume uh, are actually higher than uh, the things that it that it brings. So the current um, food system also causes a lot of uh, diseases like obesity and all the diseases that are um, intertwined with obesity. And that has got to do with what we actually offer at this moment, what we eat at this moment. And that's way too much um, highly processed foods, that's way too much sugar, way too much fat. Um, so the um, health costs are actually much more because of the way that we offer our food now. And um, besides that, and that is something that has my interest mainly, um, is that there are a lot of climate costs. So the way we produce at this moment, very intensive, a lot of monocultures, um, we mainly keep um, animals and uh, feed on, on the pastures that we have, uh, on the agricultural grounds that we have. Um, and that causes a loss of biodiversity. So about 60% of the biodiversity loss is caused by uh, the agriculture at this moment. Um, but also climate change in general. And um, probably you, you heard more about this whole nitrogen and CO2 uh, problems uh, because we don't trust anymore on the nature and what it can do, but we trust on all the technologies that we have to produce as intensive um, as possible. So the costs are higher than what it brings 
us at this moment. So that's why we need a system change. And as you know, climate change is such a, a big topic for the planet calls. And in the previous comment, you mentioned something about a food system, or you could also call it a food environment. Could you tell me what this food environment or food system is and what is wrong with it? Yes, of course. Um, the food system is actually what I just uh, mentioned. So that's really the whole system of producing and consuming and the way we produce. And uh, within this food system, you have the food environment. And uh, that is actually what we work on as smart markers. We try to make this food environment more sustainable and more healthy. And what we mean by the food environment, because you can look at it uh, much broader or, or uh, smaller, um, is um, all the different kind of outlets, um, signs um, that we get when we go from A to B um, in terms of food and drinks. So imagine that we are at, well, in my case, Central Station of Amsterdam, and I want to walk to the Dam Square, or maybe more well-known, the Red Light District. <laughs> um, then you first enter the station and you see a lot of different uh, food shops. Uh, then we walk the streets, we see a supermarket, we see uh, restaurants, we see a lot of uh, commercials on TV screens or on outdoor uh, billboards. And all these uh, different um, aspects are aspects of the food environment. So it's actually what we are confronted with when we just move. It doesn't matter if it's in the school or at our work or um, from our front door to uh, the station. It's any place that we come and the food and drinks and commercials that we see. Wow, that's really interesting. And, and I do agree with you. Uh, wherever you go, you're arrested with a lot of fast food advertising. Um, which doesn't uh, do very well in terms of encouraging people to be healthier. Now, Natasha, as we all know, there is a big food movement underway. Uh, I think especially now with the COVID-19 crisis, people are really starting to take uh, more responsibility for what they're eating. They're starting to think a little bit deeper about their diets. What sort of food market opportunity exists in your industry? Well, indeed, um, it's a very interesting question. You see uh, a movement towards more healthy and more sustainable food. And I think that indeed COVID only helps to accelerate that movement, especially when it comes to health. Um, a little bit more unsure, I think, is uh, the sustainability aspect. Because what we see now also is that um, health is placed on number one which is very natural and logic but where sustainability used to be also somewhere in the top 10 of things that we need to think of it's now kind of uh, um, in holland at least it's um, been put away as um, we don't have time for this now and that will come later and um, the way i see it is that we actually uh, are dependent from our earth and everything that is on it so when we talk about sustainability, I talk about like the, the longevity of our earth and all the sources and all the uh, ecological uh, systems and things that we actually need to do whatever we want. 
So this balance between health and sustainability is not always there. And um, there is, of course, this little voice inside uh, with me that sometimes uh, I hear it say uh, sustainability will be shoveled off the, um, uh, the table now. Um, and on the other hand, of course, uh, the fact that we are going to a bottom very fast um, means uh, that there's also a reason to rebuild, to kind of restart our economic system and everything that is in there. And that gives way, I think, to also um, think about how we can make sustainability in the core of the businesses that we're going to help after this whole crisis. Uh, so if we put, uh, put work, um, values instead of money on the core of the decision making that we're going into now, uh, when we rebuild our, whether it's a company or our um, local economy or our national economy, then there is a chance that we will also come to this more sustainable uh, system. So it is kind of a, an, a chance for this system change that we mentioned in the beginning, um, because we already are in this very risky situation that we before never dared uh, to, to face. Uh, so in that sense, I, I see a, a bigger chance uh, for the system change. And when it comes to smart markers and my, well, the business that I'm in, the sector that I'm in, it's catering and restaurants, they, uh, well, really have a difficult situation, of course, um, with a lot of, um, uh, challenges in, in trying to make money in a totally different way uh, without any warning in front, uh, um, in advance. Um, and we see a lot of creative solutions. Um, we, for example, see that um, restaurants start to offer subscriptions to their uh, meals for consumers. And these, of course, are very interesting in general because when you do that, you also have this kind of long-term uh, relationship with your customers, which before they did not necessarily have. So in that sense, I see a lot of creative solutions, which could actually very um, well work for the long-term. Um, and I think for both caterers and, and restaurants, that is very interesting that they now have um, time to reconsider their business models. We see a lot of um, creative solutions um, at the Horeca and uh, catering um, and um, I think that one of the chances that they also have is that they have now the time to uh, rethink um, uh, their business, to rethink their business model, to rethink uh, which values they want to work on, to rethink their communication towards their guests to actually uh, try to get more knowledge of sustainability and health solutions uh, and the possibilities there or to build partnerships. So in that sense, I think that it does bring a lot of chances um, in different ways uh, and that the trick is to see this in this way and not to just think it's not possible to go further because now at this moment I cannot run, run my business as I always did. And there 
it touches a bit upon the point that I think that a lot of companies um, should already have thinking thinking um, that long before that maybe the way we run our businesses now is not contributing as much as we should want when it comes to when it comes to health and sustainability. Natasha, such an incredible answer. And I mean, as an, an angel investor, I'm almost more inclined to look more towards the food industry now to look at all these wonderful opportunities that you've mentioned. Now, yes. I just want to ask you, in the current situation of COVID-19 crisis, how are you adapting your business and how are you innovating your service offering? Um, yeah, for us, it was also kind of a shock because the first day that we heard that uh, restaurants and caterers had to sh shut down their business, we also thought, shit, what are we going to do now? And, and will the money that we, that we actually should get from these companies that maybe go bankrupt now, uh, will it still come? So for us, of course, it, it was also kind of a shock, but actually it took only a day for us to see how can we still help because the reason that I once started Smackmakers was not to run a business it is to create impact and that impact I can still make and even uh, maybe now more than ever so we um, try to develop a lot of online services uh, in which we can uh, help the caterers and um, restaurants to use their time uh, in um, investing in knowledge in awareness and in helping their personnel also to think uh, more about sustainable and healthy solutions um, and aside of that we are now investing very much in um, approaching the municipalities and cities that we're already um, helping very often with their catering to look uh, in a different way also to their food environment so in a broader way to what can we do else than only the catering at our own office how can we make sure that this food environment that is now actually frozen if it reopens again what can we change what kind of vision can we form to make it more healthy and sustainable so this is something that we um, that we kind of create the time for now to um, strengthen these uh, relationships with them. That is such a great answer and I think um, thinking on your feet uh, in a crisis like that is so important for long-term sustainability of your business. Um, I think a lot of people were put under pressure with COVID-19 crisis um, to figure out you know, how they were going to maintain their businesses. And I think a lot of companies were forced to pivot uh, and to some extent even change their business model completely so that they could still survive in this crisis. Now to conclude, Natasha, what would your advice be to restaurant holders, caterers and municipalities? What can they do right now to help us migrate to a healthier and more sustainable food environment? Yes, thank you for this nice question. Well, of course, it's easy to say for me when I'm not in their uh, position, but I do think that there are so many opportunities right now to, um, to help consumers who are also uh, in a very different position than they, they were ever before. They are looking for solutions in healthy food. They are looking for solutions in safe food. And I think that all the restaurants and caterers have already this basis to offer that. The only thing is that they need to offer it in a different way. And I would recommend them 
to seriously look around them to all the creative ways that we can still, that they can still prove uh, their worth. Um, it just needs a little bit of, um, uh, we call it left <laughs> in Holland, um, a little bit of braveness um, to dare to think different and to dare to try things out. Um, so that's, I think, the most important thing that I can that I can advise or say to the caterers and horeca uh, restaurants. And when it comes to municipalities, I would say um, yet again, it is proven that health uh, is one of the, the core things that we should worry about. And um, eating is one of the core things that contributes uh, to health, the way we eat. So I think um, they should reconsider their responsibility on how healthy we can eat and how sustainable we can eat as civilians in a city or a, um, or a municipality and they, that they have now the time to reconsider how they can contribute to the chances um, for all the entrepreneurs working in the city uh, to offer more sustainable, more healthy instead of just letting it all free to, uh, to a value like money and only money. Wonderful. I love that quote, dare to be brave. We all need to be, be brave. Natasha, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on our show. Can you tell us how people can get in touch with you? Yes, of course. And uh, thank you to, uh, it was very nice to do this. And um, if you want to know more um, people, then uh, please um, look at our website. It is a bit difficult to speak spell um, because it's um, it's Dutch but I hope this will help it's www.smaakmakers.nl and smaakmakers is spelled with s-m-a-a-c-k-m-a-k-e-r-s Great. Thank you so much, Natasha. We'll also uh, put a link to your website uh, with, uh, with our podcast. But thank you so much. It was, has been absolutely amazing chatting with you. Uh, we wish you all the best going forward. And let's stay in touch because we do believe that there is um, uh, some opportunity for us to collaborate in the future. So thank you very much. Thank you too so much. And good luck with this uh, great series of podcasts.